Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of the Equestrian Performance Mindset Podcast. I am Jocelyn Liliano, I'm an event writer and mindset coach and of course also your host for this podcast. And I am absolutely thrilled that you decided to tune in today because together we are going to make sure that you start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your riding. Welcome everyone to today's podcast. Today I'm super excited to be talking to Lorna Hogarth, who's an amateur event rider from Scotland. Not only that, she's also a member of the PEP program. Uh, so obviously we met throughout the journey. Lorna joined this program and she's done really well throughout this program. She's, she's made a huge journey in her mindset and I think she's just a brilliant example of what can happen when you put your mind to it and you really start working through the mental side of your writing so therefore I'm super excited to be interviewing Lorna today so uh, thank you so much for coming on the show Lorna (laughs) thank you for having me so uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself your riding journey where you're at in your riding journey your horses so I have a big horse, he's 18 hands, called Alfie, big Irish sports horse who I bought as a three-year-old and broke and produced myself. We have been on a whole journey from starting him off and we are currently competing at BE novice level. I also have a four-year-old mare who's currently produced, being produced by my friend and hopefully she will do the Burley Young event horse classes next month for the four-year-olds. That's amazing. So... Okay, so you get two horses at the moment that you're riding. Yeah. Or you're riding, you're riding one of them actually, and you have the one that you're, you're gonna soon start to be riding. Yeah. <laughs> All goes well. Cool. So I always like to start with some rapid fire questions, just so everyone can get to know you a little bit. Um, there are really just quick questions. You don't overthink it too much. Just give me a straight answer, whatever comes to mind. Is that right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So first of all, what inspired you to get into horses? My cousins always had horses and never had ponies of my own. And when we used to go there on holidays, I used to ride a bit, Um, not horsey parents at all. So we went through the whole riding lessons at weekends and things. And then I would be at high school before I I got my first horse and really got going with it. Ah, a bit of a special way of getting into it for sure. Okay, super. What three words would you use to describe yourself? I would say I'm positive, determined and driven. I love that. I, I felt like I could have said that as well. <laughs> uh, what never fails to make you smile? When, when I achieve my goals that I've worked really hard for. Yeah, that's a special feeling, isn't it? Yeah, good feelings. Yeah, okay, 100%. Um, what is your favorite quote? So this is one that you say all the time, hard work beats talent when talent does not work hard. I love that. I think that is so true. And yeah, an inspiring quote as well that just proves yeah. that put the work in and you can you can be as good as anyone else yeah a hundred percent I feel like there's so many I myself included it there's so many people who are held back by the fact that we think we're not talented enough especially in the horse riding world uh, and we we just like give up on our dreams and give up on our goals just because we feel like we aren't talented enough but actually that is just bullshit and, and we're gonna get to that in, in a second obviously but uh, but yeah I love that you said that um so what is the what is something interesting we would not know about you just by looking so probably not really very interesting, but I have two dogs, which also are gun dogs. So I train them as well as the horses. Ah, you do. I didn't I know do. that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, so you actually go to courses and stuff for them? Yeah, absolutely. We, we train them and uh, the plan with the young one is to do a few working tests. So I guess all this mental stuff can it'll work. If it works for horses, I guess it probably works for dogs as well. Oh, that's brilliant. You kind of come over and <laughs> help me with my talk. <laughs> we definitely got some challenges left there. <laughs> Um, okay, what is your favorite riding exercise? Um, we always do a cavaletti exercise before we jump. Um, we find massively it helps with the quality of our canter and the horse's balance as well. So we all will we'll start off jumping doing cavaletti. And is there a particular cavaletti exercise? That you would uh, usually, usually on a circle. So you're, mm-hmm. you've got your, your canter on a 20 meter circle and you control your shoulders, you get straight and obviously just keep riding, you keep riding forward through the cavaletti. Yeah. Okay, super. So what has been your most favorite thing about experience or favorite thing or experience about the pet program? 
So that is a hard one to answer because there is so much really cool stuff in there. Um, the best thing is probably the thing I was most afraid of, which is our live group coaching calls, which happen usually on a Tuesday evening where you take a celebration. So everyone celebrates something that's gone well through the week. And you, you ask us all questions and you've had videos to watch through the week and you do your journaling questions. You normally go around the table and everybody everybody explains or says perhaps maybe what they find a little bit challenging and we listen we all listen to each other we all help each other and usually yeah everyone everyone feels really positive after it and they've got something else to take away and, and work on so what about the group aspect do you find that is so valuable or what do you like about it first of all it pushes you out your comfort zone because mm-hmm. you when we very first started this you you come to it and you have all or people have quite a few challenges, things that they're struggling with, although we don't use that word anymore. Um, and <laughs> yeah, you have to speak it speak it out in front of everybody. Like you're actually, and that's probably one of the best things is you speak out, that you actually get it out of you, the things that, that are troubling you. And from being a strange group of people, they actually become your friends. Like you really look forward to a Tuesday night call and you desperately want to help everybody as much as you can and even if you're a wee bit further on in your journey than the others are you just you just want to help them just to yeah to show you just keep working at it and you will get there and you will have that light bulb moment where you think yeah I've got it yeah yeah it's just like having that overall support and and also seeing that other people go through the same same stuff Mm -hmm. absolutely and it's not just you you know you think you're you have these challenges but so does not just the people that are in PEP, there are probably hundreds and thousands of people, but they're just not either ready to deal with it or they don't feel confident enough to actually just put it out there and, and get some help with it. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm glad you like that. I'm also really a big fan of, of the whole group thing. But like you say, it can be, I think at the beginning, it, it, it's definitely outside of your comfort zone. You realize you're going to sit there and talk to the, about those kind of stuff in front of other people. But on the other hand, I definitely also think it can be almost it magnifies everything and it makes everything more powerful. Just the fact that you speak it out to several people and that you also learn that it doesn't really matter. You know, it, it doesn't really matter what other people think. I think it's also really good practice in, in that whole aspect because that's what you're going to come across in competitions as well, right? Uh, are they gonna, what are other people going to think of me and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So you sort of cover two flies in one go. That makes sense. Absolutely. It's um. Yeah, and I guess those people are there to support you. They're not there to judge you. They're not yeah. there. They're not there to push you down, or they're there to pull you up. They're there yeah. to, you know, especially the ones that are a wee bit further on. Like they, they, they want to pull you up with them and and help you along. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's so nice to hear, actually, because I mean that was that's one of the major things, the real sense why I wanted to start it up to have that whole group thing. Um, so it's really nice to hear that you actually appreciate that. Super. Okay. Those were the rapid fire questions. So should we get into the real stuff? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, obviously, Lorna, you've done a lot of work on, on the mental side of your performance as a writer. It's, uh, it's no uh, surprise, right? You've been through the PEP program and, and you put a lot of hard work into it. So what actually inspired you to start working on it in the first place? Like what, what made you discover that there's something here that I want to be uh, diving into further? I guess um. I probably had the best horse that I ever have with, you know, the, the most potential and a million percent. It was my mindset thinking that I wasn't good enough that was holding me back. I guess you, you go through that training stage where you, you have to start and you, you build confidence. And I guess it's that realization that, you know, I don't mean I was holding them back, but I just didn't believe probably that I was, that I was good enough to, you know, to keep, keep going on the journey with them. So yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to do something about it. And how did you like, how did you realize that, that that was your mindset actually holding you back? I, I was walking around about to start cross country. It was a hundred cross country. And I was, before I even went, cause he's a big horse and we've had a few issues keeping him on a line and, you know, keeping him straight to skinnies and stuff. And I was going around, just walking around at the start. And even before I set off, I thought, do you know, am I good enough to do this? Is, would he be better with a professional rider? You know, maybe he would be and we set off cross country and he was absolutely amazing even with me doubting myself and I guess at that point I thought imagine what we could actually do if I believed that it was good enough and then after that I spent a wee while googling podcasts and then I came across you and 
when you start and listen to it and I guess it's not me like nearly everybody could probably there's something in every podcast that sparks something in my head that thought yeah imagine what you could do like if you really did believe in yourself and all the stuff that you've gone through is probably most of the stuff that that all of us go through I would say yeah yeah a hundred percent and it's I think it's always so interesting once you for me that was also like really a click when I realized that I was at this this seminar somewhere and and all of a sudden there's a woman talking about mindset and I also got to that like oh my god like it's not my talent that's the problem it's not my writing skills that's the problem it's it's what's going on inside of my mind that's that's holding me back and and you know just my belief that I can't that I I can't do it that's basically uh, the one thing holding you back yeah it's a pretty cool transformation isn't it when you yeah. when you realize that absolutely it's really cool and when you 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 find that that is the bit that's been missing probably for quite a long time and it's not yeah. you don't go into pep and suddenly you come out and everything's fixed but it gives you so many tools that when you find yourself in a situation of not really believing yourself or you find something challenging you can actually there's a way to work through it you can stop yourself really quickly having any sort of negative thought probably Mm -hmm. within a second actually when you think that negative thought you can I actually click my fingers when I hear myself say that negative thought and then I switch it for something something positive I love that that is like a a physical reaction and just like no no stop that's a great idea I should add that into pep actually (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right um so do you want to tell us about like some of the challenges that you've been through like throughout the throughout your writing mentally and your performance and and sort of how you worked through them can you give us some specific examples yeah so I guess when I started like I say it was that self-belief thing believing that you can actually do it um again there's there's no there's no light bulb moment throughout it it's it's a series of working through videos and realizing things and then actually towards the end of I guess maybe about halfway through it I realized that it is all just stories there are stories that are in your head that you're making up they're they're not real life and you always tell us you're not your thoughts and you're not if you can you know if you can come back to the here and now then you can totally change your mindset and that you know the way that you think another issue I had was I was worried about what other people thought of me and my riding what I was doing again you do so much work on it but nobody cares like nobody <laughs> cares what you're doing you always say everyone's yeah. too busy doing their own stuff like yeah they're not and the people that do care about you know or say things about you or whatever it doesn't matter no it doesn't like another thing is you always say make it really clear whose opinions you actually you value who you listen to and I guess they're your trainers or your family or people that have got your back that want to support you so the rest of it is just, it's all nonsense. It's, yeah, not true. Not true. Yeah, indeed. And it's so like, because the way you speak about it, it's so obvious that it's like, yeah, of course, like it's all bullshit. But has it always been like that? Or like, no. was there a- and even when I, when I looked back through my notes from the start, I, I actually read what, what I'd written down. And I'm like, well, did you write that? did you even write that? Like I was a person that was bothered about what other people think. I'm, I'm not good enough to do this. And it totally affects your riding because in your head, it's all negative before you even start. Like it's, everyone has bad days. Of course you do. And you don't go into pep and suddenly you jump 10 clear rounds. Like that, that doesn't happen, but you process it. You reflect on the good bits, the, the bits that weren't so good, write it down, then you know we do a whole lot of work then putting it into your next plan your definition of success mm-hmm. all that stuff so that it's not it it's not a negative anymore it all it all becomes very positive even on the days that have not gone so well it is still it's still a positive it's more about the, like the process of what you do with those things I mean you'll still have those like tougher days but it's more like how you how you deal with that that's true and it, as I say you don't go into pep and suddenly you're gonna jump 10 clear rounds <laughs> Otherwise, everyone would be in there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the it's dealing with their and they're not even bad days; they're learning days, aren't they? Yeah, as you always 100%. say. Thank yeah. you for the experience. You know, yeah. it's, and that's that's hard because again, you don't suddenly come out and be like woohoo <laughs> when it's gone a bit wrong. But you have if you can sit down for five minutes and just process what actually mm. happened and why it happened, then it's not it's not a negative. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I always think it's. It's a process, right? When you before you become aware of those things, I know myself in the past, I could be feeling down like a week 
after a show, like I felt like a show had gone bad. Like I don't even like to say, like you say, bad anymore. I don't see a show as being bad. It's just a learning learning experience. But I would have, you know, a full week where I would be, you know, going through it in my head, feeling down, like feeling down about it, getting down on myself, like all those things I had done wrong. And and I think that's the biggest difference. It's like, okay, yeah, you'll still have those days, but rather than like feeling down about it for a week, you sit down, you you look at it from a constructive point of view and you're just like okay that happened it's just factual it's purely factual why did that happen what can i do to change it what's the reason here and you figure it out and once you figured it out and you just realize what you can do to actually improve it going forward then that's when that becomes a lesson and then you don't feel down about it anymore you really just see the value in that experience and how it's going to help you to be become a better writer going forward yeah, totally. And I think as well, it's not just you being down, you know, miserable trips home in the lorry when it's gone wrong. And whether it's your friend or your boyfriend, your husband, whoever is with you, you know, it's it's not pleasant for them when you're so down no. on yourself <laughs> and you go on and on and on about it. And yeah, like you say, for days on end. And another thing, is it helpful? No, yeah. it's not. So what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Why do you want to be that person? Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Now that's that's another good thing actually. Sometimes when I, when I'm like my positive self and I I told that people like yeah stop doing that or you know be positive think about it. they're like but Justin like I I really you know I feel like I am I not allowed to take one day to feel down and I'm like you're allowed like if you want to spend the whole day of your life feeling down go for it. What I'm trying to say is that you don't have to like because it's it's not like is it getting you anything is it helpful to you are you getting any better by sitting here and like feeling depressed about it for a day. And that's when people go like, oh, no, yeah, no, you're right. Like, that's what it comes down to. I, I find it's like you, go, you got to want to be positive. You got to realize that it doesn't give you anything to be negative and feeling down. And, and I think that's also something that's that's part of the process, right? Just just realizing that you want to be positive and that you want to use every moment of your life to, to have a positive experience, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's um... Yeah, and it's meant to be fun like all our all us amateur yeah. readers we do it and it's meant to be fun and you put so much work into it and you know eventing is an expensive sport and it you come home and you feel miserable about it why it's um you know even on the days that are not so great it's it's all learning and put it put it into your plan for the next time and go away and work hard at it and yeah you'll, you'll keep progressing yeah yeah super okay so when talking about competing, then like, what do you, what are you actually doing now? Like, how do you mentally prepare yourself from, for a competition? What are you doing now that you, you probably wouldn't have done in the past? How has that been changed for you? It would start off with the last competition by writing down a reflection of it. The things, like I said, mm -hmm. the things that went well, the things that didn't go so well. So you've got it out of your head and it's on a piece of paper and it's almost like closing, closing the door on it, but take, take the things that weren't so great, work on them. So you've got a plan before before you go to your next competition, a definition of success. So for me, it's always to be that bit better, ride the next confident show jumping round, you know, get better lines on my cross country. So I have I have a plan. So it's not it's not a result. My definition of success is not based on results. It's based on mm. performance. When I walk my show jumping and cross country tracks, I always take a couple of minutes to visualize them exactly how I want them, how I want to feel when I'm in there, how I want them, yeah, how I want them to feel. Then when I go in the ring, the three focus points, and again, that comes from you, have I got enough canter, are my shoulders back, am I looking where I'm going, which totally brings you, even if you're a bit nervous, it brings you back to the here and now and mm -hmm. gives you those three things that you can really, you can really focus on. And I suppose the other thing is if you walk across country and you think, oh, that's a challenging fence or it's a bit big or it's it's that thing again, snap your fingers and it, we all learn affirmations. So you swap that for I confidently meet any challenge. So it, it suddenly becomes a positive rather rather than a negative. Yeah. yeah. Lo loads of stuff. But I guess yeah. you, just, you find what works for you and you, yeah, you stick to it and make it make it a bit more of a plan rather than you rock up and you don't really have you know it's all about wishy-washy there's no kind mm -hmm. of real there's no real plan to it really you've, you know and if it, if it doesn't work or whatever then again it comes back to that reflection form and write it all down and then yeah stick it in for the next one and so there's a process to it rather than yeah yeah it's bit, I suppose it's a bit like your goal setting you you know if it's wishy-washy you don't really have a plan you don't really stick to it whereas if you've if you've got it in black and white or yeah you've got you've got those things that you really want to go well and you try really hard to to reach 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things in there that I, I love that you mentioned. First of all, that you, you it actually it doesn't start with the competition you're going to today. It starts with the competition before, like reflecting yeah. over that and, and extracting the lessons and, and based on what was highlighted in the previous competition, then like based on that, you're going to make your plan for today and, and going into it with an intention and not just like rocking up, like you said, I think that's a really good expression. And, and, but actually putting intention into it, making a plan, figuring it out, putting it down on paper, taking it serious to me, that, that is, that is the ma- bigger difference. Like just going to show after show and just, you know, see how it goes. Like it's, it's uh, taking that control and, and putting in the intention of, of actually planning out what you want to be doing, what you want to be achieving today. And, and, and another thing also focusing on your performance, right? How, what you can do not so much like the results as like that's just a consequence but that you actually focus on what can you do today to make that you know what would what would make this a successful competition for you today that you and that that is something within your control right whether you sit, put your shoulders back or not that's within your control a lot of the time when we're doing horses whether you're going to ride a clear round or not that's not always in our control as much as we wish it was it's not right because even if you ride the best round of your life, your 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 horse can still drop a leg uh, for whatever reason. Like they're they're living, breeding animals. So uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's been huge um, for sure. How do you how do you feel like that has changed your your outlook on things? Like when, when you go into competitions, like just like before and after a show, like how would you say that it's it helps you feel differently? It makes you positive. It makes you instead of you know, like when you walk your tracks, it takes it takes away the what if scenario. What yeah. if if you're positive before you start it, mm-hmm. then you ride positive. You you ride in a way you want to ride rather than if you feel a bit nervous and your your nerves take over, then you're always going to ride a bit on the defensive rather than than being positive. And the same after the competition, you know, it, it makes it there's no such I believe now there's no such thing as failure and you always say that if in failure stands for feedback and I honestly believe that you know when things have not gone yeah you might not see it and I'm not gonna lie and say you come out and instantly you're not like oh yeah that the whole thing was amazing it does take you a minute just to sit down and reflect on what actually went Mm -hmm. you know what went not so great but then you have all your tools that you can then stick it in your plan for next time and and go away and work at it so I guess the whole thing makes you much more positive about everything yeah yeah okay so just in the beginning when you're, you're like saying instead of those what ifs because there's a lot of writers that talk about their what ifs so I guess there's a lot of people that can recognize that what if this happened what if that happens it can happen consciously but it can also happen subconsciously it's just our minds sort of trying to figure out all worst case scenarios um so it helps you with that and then afterwards as you say like just just reframing that failure into and seeing it as something positive that's actually helping you out rather than than a failure and it's uh in the in the context of the word let's say yeah okay now that's super um and what is like what has changed i mean you obviously talked about a lot of different things but like what specifically would you say has changed in your mindset i don't care what anybody else thinks about me anymore it's it's my journey with my horse and i guess viewing everything as a positive experience that that is the biggest thing you know it's everything everything yeah just view it but not just for the horses like in life in general find the positive in things instead of yeah instead of finding the negative because I think as humans we probably we always try and find a negative in every situation which yeah. would hold you which holds you back do you know it's I think once you believe in yourself and you believe that yeah some of it might be quite far off but you believe you can do it then nothing kind of stands in your way and you, you want to get to that point yeah yeah, no, 100%. And I love that you also mentioned like in your life in general, because that's what the way it was for me as well. You start sort of with your writing because that's your biggest focus and you want to improve your writing, but then you get those tools and you realize that actually you can use this in your entire life, like in, in business context, in professional context, in personal content, in your relationships with, with you know, your partner or just with other people around you and, and you know, just everything. It's, it's, it's all sort of hangs together, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And my husband is actually very good. And when I, you know, when I have a negative thought or because you, you do still, of course you do. He always says to me, you're turning into your mother again, <laughs> which is enough to make me quite quickly think of anything that's positive rather than a negative. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, but that's good also as well like he's, he's involved as well and and just having that accountability. And I think that's another thing, just having other people calling you out. 
And that's something that I actually, if I get to talk about something that I loved about Pep, that I've noticed, you know, the further we got in the process, people started calling each other out. It wasn't only me saying like, no, that's bullshit. Like there was like, we writers started calling each other out. Like, no, no, no. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, can you say that again? And, and people sort of started chipping in. And, and I think that's also what becomes really powerful. It's not only me sitting there like, saying that this should be this or that but it's sort of a whole group saying like no like that is just a bullshit story like get over it absolutely and I think when every you know the people in pet come to those realizations as I said from the start they all want to help you out like they're they're not like yeah I'm on my journey so it doesn't matter about you like everyone's like like you say you're talking rubbish like come on yeah you can do this and you know when it gets to a point that people want to who probably haven't competed for a long time and we have a great wee Facebook group and people can post their videos and what they've been up to. Like people are in there straight away, kind of giving everyone yeah. support and saying how amazing it is that they've done it. And yeah, it genuinely is a group of riders who just want to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and just like want to see each other succeed. I think that's a huge thing as well, because I find so often in the, in the equestrian community, it's, it's a lot of jealousy and there can be a lot of, you know, negative energy I feel when when you're out certainly as competitions and and I mean not everywhere and not to generalize but but yeah there's a lot of um maybe not maybe less in the eventing I feel like in the eventing the community is probably a bit more supportive but uh, I feel like especially now I've, I've done a lot of show jumping lately I just feel like it's it's a bit of like I can't find a word but not not like not enemies I'm not gonna say enemies but it's just that atmosphere it's just an atmosphere hanging around where you do you, you know sometimes people will be there to support you but a lot of the time it just feels like yeah people don't really care and they're they're sort of just busy with their own thing I don't know have you experienced that is there like a difference yeah, over in the UK again, when you... like you say I think honestly the event and community are probably there's probably a lot of show jumpers on here and maybe I shouldn't yeah. say but they are <laughs> they are a lot friendlier or it's a bit like you say it's a bit more of a community where they you know everyone kind of wants to help each other out but I guess it's that thing where especially as you go up the levels people are really focused on the results and that is mm. the, the one thing that they see is where they want to be and to be fair you're probably just someone that's in their way or you know like you yeah. said they couldn't really care what you're doing or whatever so I guess that's why it's really important to believe in yourself and be on your own journey and not care what anybody else is doing or do you know I think especially it's probably the same as show jumping but eventing there's there's now so many professionals in your sections and yeah but it it doesn't matter like you're on your journey and I guess when you realize that you're you're less focused on results and more focused on your performance it, it doesn't matter who's in your class it, yeah you know it's it's you and another thing is when I used to go and jump around you'd I'd kind of scan around and see who was watching and who might be there and hand on heart now when I jump around I am so focused I, I wouldn't notice one person that was standing around that ring or you know anybody that was on the cross-country course or I have no idea because you are actually so focused on yeah. you and your jobs to do that yeah doesn't doesn't really matter who's there yeah no, I think I that's. I didn't get quite get to the point where I imagined everyone was Smurfs, but um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I don't know that they're there anymore at all. Yeah, I think I spoke about that on the podcast actually, but it's become a bit of a joke inside of the community. <laughs> Whenever someone is saying other people, yeah, just just pretend that they're Smurf. <laughs> Whatever happens, you can always pretend that people are Smurfs. Yeah, but uh, no, super. Okay. So is there anything else you feel like we haven't covered in terms of mindset, performance, like mental shifts, realizations that you've had? I guess it's, um, first of all, if anybody else is listening to this and they can resonate with any of it, but they feel a bit embarrassed or they, they don't feel brave enough or you think group coaching is not for you, then I would say definitely give it a go. When I, when I started PIP, I thought it was me on my journey and these people were just there. But it's not. It's such a, a, it's 10 weeks and there's so much stuff in there. There is videos to watch. There's journaling questions. There's stuff that really makes you think about why you have all these negative thoughts about yourself. And then you go in and as I say, you're supported by so many people. It's not a quick fix. You have to show up. You have to, you have to put the work in. You have to go and either go to your lessons, practice at home, go to competitions, Put it into practice it's not just you're not going to do one week and think you you, you know you rock up and it, it's all fixed like it, you have to constantly keep working at it and believe that it is a system and 
mm-hmm. and it will it will work but I'd say anyone who has any doubt or is worried that you you know about speaking out really just get it out there and then once it's out there it's it's like a weight off your shoulders and then week by week you can keep working through it and you get a bit deeper into it and yeah sometimes it is a bit uncomfortable and it's not very pleasant because you're actually realizing things about yourself that you know or or family that makes you feel like that Mm -hmm. there's everybody's journey is different but it does get a wee bit uncomfortable but once you've got through that so Mm -hmm. it's like like you said it's like lego blocks like you push yourself right down and then you start building yourself back up again and it's quite an amazing realization when you realize that you are good enough and that you have faith in yourself have faith in the system and yeah like it, it's holding so many people back I guess that yeah. that just it's not even being brave enough it's it's probably realizing that you feel that about yourself and then be being big enough to just do something about it yeah I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, but yeah, and I, I think that again, going back to the whole group thing, I think that is really powerful because yeah, it, it gets pretty heavy sometimes. And and I like that people have become really open within the group, that people trust each other and and they're they dare to share also the stuff that are, you know, can be challenging to speak out. Um, but every time someone do speak out something like that, I think it's so powerful because it's every like it's it's 50% of the group that just goes immediately like. I get you like thank you so much for speaking that out because I felt exactly the same I just didn't dare to put words to it but now you do it I dare to do that as well Uh, and I think that is just so nice that that when you get to those hard moments that you realize that you're not alone in it and you're not the only one feeling like that yeah definitely and I think like you say sometimes you're not the bravest person in the group and you, you don't want to put it out there but when somebody actually speaks out and then it comes to your turn to speak it's almost like it's almost like unlocking something in you that that, were, that you think, oh, well, if they're brave enough to say that, then I can say that as well. And then week by week, everybody gets a bit more confident and yeah. speaks out a bit more. And it's amazing to listen to everybody else's journey because something that somebody else is struggling with is something that's, that you've got a challenge with as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and obviously, like I, I've been part of those progress myself uh, in before and before I started up Pep, and I, I always felt like once you speak those things out, it almost like it releases power over you. Once you once you get it out there in the open, and and it's it's it, it almost really like really that paralyzing grip it can have of you. Things that you thought about yourself, and when you speak it out, it's like okay, now it's out there. It's almost like you're, you're getting a stone off your your chest, and it's like all right. I realized that that was just a thought in my head. Now I can let it go and, and I don't, I can move forward without it. Yeah, definitely. It's in, but it takes, it does take a bit of guts to start with to actually mm-hmm. get it out there. But I think once you've, once it's out there, then you can start working on it. Like you yeah. can start, you get to that point And I guess that's where you're really good. Cause you don't really let anyone off the hook. Do you know, you can say something, but then you're like, why, why? Why no, is probably. that? Why is no, that? Throwing people away again. No, but 100%. 100%. But it gets deeper and deeper until you realize the thing that actually is on the top that's bothering you has got nothing to do with actually yeah. the, the trigger or the root cause of yeah. what's even going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's about daring to go deep 100% and, and really get to the core of it and just asking true. And, and that's why I always challenge people to, to go deeper and go deeper. And, and you can see people getting uncomfortable. But then those are also the moments where people will have those big realizations. And sometimes people will text me after those calls and they'll be like, oh, my God, like I had no idea that that was my problem. And, and now I see it and it makes so much sense. So it's uh yeah it's it's I always say like you're, you're putting I said it at one point putting people on the barbecue but it's it's also those <laughs> most rewarding moments when you're put in the fire I suppose is the right way of saying it and uh yeah There's, there is quite an awesome exercise that we did in there which was the seven level the seven levels of why yeah like it's really hard to find you start off with you know why something's bothering you or whatever but you go seven layers deep into and that's quite a hard exercise like that yeah that takes you a good bit of time to think about why I know that's the exercise but mm-hmm. something that's at the bottom is not what's at the top yeah, yeah. and I guess it's, it's daring to it's daring to open up that much yeah yeah absolutely absolutely 
So I do feel, I feel like, I feel like in the community, we've created an atmosphere where people actually do dare to open up, like in the beginning, maybe not so much, but, but throughout the process, I feel like people have really, and that's what I really love about the community that we've created, that it is so open and that people trust each other and that, uh, yeah, you dare to speak those things out. Yeah, a million percent. Like it's, that's probably the, like I said before, it's the thing I was most nervous about was mm -hmm. actually speaking out in front of other people. But yeah, like even it's just, it is daring to speak out. But once you've done it, it becomes no issue. As, as the weeks go on, then everybody, everybody wants to chat. Everybody wants to bring a celebration. So yeah. it's not, not all negative stuff. You start off with something yeah, yeah. and then, and then you go into, you know, when you've worked through your, your questions, your journaling questions and things through the week, then you go into the things that are still maybe niggling a little bit or the mm -hmm. things that are holding you back a little bit, but, and then you have tons of realizations. So there, there's loads of good positive stuff. So it's not, I guess I make that clear. It's not, it's not all negative. It's not all about getting uncomfortable. There's a lot of really positive stuff, Yeah. but we keep continually working on the things that are holding you back or are niggling away at you until, until they become positive things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you managed to turn them around. Yeah. yeah. All right. Super. I feel like probably people are getting a lot of <laughs> enough of mental, mental talk by now. I want to also obviously celebrate a little bit, talk about where you're at right now. I know you had some, some major achievements, even if we're not too focused about results. Um, I know you, you, you made some step ups and, and I definitely want to talk a little bit about that as well. So where are you at right now in your um, writing journey? So we are... Currently riding BE novice level. Um, mm -hmm. Again, we do a lot of goal setting at the very start of this, the importance of setting goals. And my goal was to ride a two-star long with my horse. We started off last year, obviously we were held up a bit due to COVID, as everyone was. Mm -hmm. So we started off eventing last year and we did some 90s and 100s. This year we did 400s. Um, this weekend we're about to do our third novice. So third uh, yeah. again a vision board there's so much stuff you do a vision board how you know what your big goal is your someday goal and then all the stuff that you need to get there so mm -hmm. mine obviously was to ride my two-star long um but actually we've done two clear cross countries which is awesome so that actually qualifies us to ride in a two-star short so you know it's all about breaking down those goals and yeah uh, seeing where you are and make it much more manageable to get there so yeah we're doing them we're doing all right on our journey so far. Yeah, no, 100%. And and like you say, like, it's not about the results, but of course, those are, it's just evidence that this this yeah. works, right? I mean, you can see it, like it becomes sort of black and white on paper. You've done two clear runs cross country on that. You've stepped, first of all, you've made a step up. And second of all, you, you've you done it really successfully. So, I mean, it's just sort of proof on paper that, you know, it, it works. Like Yeah, definitely. And I think before you do it, you know, we went out and we jumped some bs newcomers and some unaffiliated 110s and again they're they're good because your your bs classes are always tougher than your actual event and show jumping tracks so again make yourself a bit uncomfortable push your comfort zone mm -hmm. a bit and then hopefully when you know you get you go back to the event and show jumping it all becomes a, a bit easier so i guess it's it, it's it's about always challenging yourself and not sticking within your comfort zone so that things what do you say it's hard now or it's hard later so yeah yeah it's about I guess just pushing yourself and I guess when you've reached that goal keep making another one speak yeah. out tell somebody yeah um, be accountable to somebody so that you don't just get to that point and then just keep trundling along because it's kind of mm -hmm. got comfortable again or you know you're doing quite well at that level or oh, that's fair enough if you want to stick at that level but if you want to if you want to keep pushing yourself then just keep making new goals and yeah 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 I guess that's something we're also getting really good at. We're, we're just like having people speak out things in front of the group and like, whether it's like, I'm going to ride a 110 or a novice or, or uh, you know, it's, and I know just by the fact that people have done that, they've forced themselves to then sign up for those competitions and they've gone out and done them. And, and I'd say most, most people in there have just been successful. I think like everyone has been successful on the first shot when they, when they just went on and did it, they got that accountability and they just went for it. And then everyone has come back afterwards. It's like actually, I made it way worse in my head than it was, and it and it and it went yeah, brilliant. So. And I think as well in in you know when you're training at home or you're doing your lessons, don't look for it to be perfect before you step up yeah. or before you give it a go. Do you know it's it, it perfect doesn't exist, and I think it's probably a much better experience that you just go out there with a positive mindset and mm -hmm. and give it a shot. And a lot of you know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah. I, I suppose a lot of people are looking for perfection before you go, but 
I guess if you go and it doesn't quite work out, use it as a schooling round. You know, yeah. don't think, oh, it's it's not perfect or I'm going to retire because it's not quite right or whatever. Like use it as a schooling round and, and get it back again. If you have a few dodgy jumps in the middle or it's not quite so good, then just just try and get your focus back and try and complete your round the way the way that you started it. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I feel like ninety percent of the time it just goes well. Like we just surprise ourselves with how easy it is, and then those other ten percent, yeah. Then it's just about you got a valuable lesson, right? You you took something from it, and and now you're gaining more experience, so that next time you'll make that step up, uh, it will be easier, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So, what actually speaking about goal setting? So you've obviously achieved your goal, basically that you set for Pep. Like, what what's what's next? So by the end of the summer, and I know you're quite a, into, let's put a date on this, but <laughs> let's not put a date on this. <laughs> by, the, by the end of the summer, I'm going to I'm gonna jump a, a 120 show jumping track. Um, my goal is two star. And I think, you know, we have stepped up to novice and it is quite a big step up. So realistically, I think we'll, we'll stick with our novices for the rest of the season. And mm-hmm. then hopefully we'll be able to do our two star long next year. Yeah. So Super. 120 at the end of the summer, that's our that's our next goal. I love it. And now the whole of the world has heard that. So it's <laughs> <laughs> no going back now. <laughs> no. Uh, no, super. And and what about your Sunday goal? What's your Sunday goal? Well, my Sunday goal was riding two star at um, Blair International Horse Trials, which is in Scotland. So that's quite a, a big one. Um, I guess I maybe need to revisit that again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm sticking with that now. We just need a bit more experience, a, a few confidence runs. You know, yeah. it, it's great to push yourself, but it's also great, I think, to be quite grounded and mm-hmm. realise, you know, that you have to you have to gain a, a good bit of experience. And then you will know. I don't mean you'll know when the time's right, because that's kind of wishy-washy again. But mm-hmm. stick stick to setting your goals, but also be realistic about your goals. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's all about confidence, isn't it? And it's all very well pushing yourself, but you don't want to push yourself to the point where you give you or your horse, you know, a fright. So I guess it's knowing when you're and surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, find the right trainers who mm-hmm. want to support you, who push you, but are not are not stupid about it. You know, they want to, yeah. they want yeah. to see you do well, but also they want you to cover in your training all basis so that you do know that you are you are prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess no, that's I quite important. It's all very well saying, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. do whatever, but you 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 need to know that you're you know at that point where yeah it's not perfect but you are you are ready to step up or you are ready to move to the next level yeah yeah no absolutely it's, it's a fine line obviously but uh yeah and it's different for everyone but uh i feel like a lot of times it's it's like people like get stuck in that perfectionism yeah. so it's it's a lot of the time it's more that direction i think than that people are doing reckless things like it's a lot of the time it's rather that, is, that i guess comes down to your mindset and not your riding ability yeah exactly exactly you know, that's which probably you need to make yeah quite i don't mean quite clear because it seems quite obvious but most of the you know people in pep are all at different stages of their journey mm-hmm. but it is it's not their riding ability that's holding them back it's their actual mindset yeah yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent and and I think it's also funny what what you mentioned, like when you when you define that someday goal. So I mean, that's it. <laughs> you're not the first one. This is why I'm laughing. Like I will start to work with people, and then they will have this someday goal, and then you know, <laughs> a couple of weeks down the line, they realize, oh, but I'm almost there. Like how could that be a someday goal? And I think that's also wonderful how you just you change your mind. Also there, you start thinking big in a different way. So whether you know when you first started this out, a someday goal would be for you to do this. And now you're like, yeah, you're almost laughing with it. Like, yeah, no, I probably need to, you know, step up a bit. And and it just shows how far you've come in your mindset and your ability to, to you know, see a vision in front of you and, and see that you're capable of way more than that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when, when I started this, I was like, if I get to know us, then I'll be over the moon. But because it's not it's not just your mindset, it's, your, it's your, obviously your horse, but I guess you're giving your horse confidence because you actually believe in yourself and, you know, you're positive. And, it is genuinely that thing where you think, could I go a bit further? Could I, you know, could I jump a bigger track? Could I? And you start walking your novice tracks and you start looking at the intermediate fences and yeah. you think, hmm. And then I guess some of them become jumpable. And then you're like, hmm, maybe that's, you know, that's still not quite there. But then I guess the more you do it, the more you think, yeah, they could probably all become quite jumpable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of like you you realize that everything is actually achievable if you if you commit yourself to it and, and you know you you 
you find out why, right? It's it, or you find out how to do it. It's, it's nothing like it, it sounds so cliche, like nothing is impossible kind of thing. But it's when you switch that thing in your mind where it goes from that fixed mind way of thinking, like I'm talented or I'm not, I can do it or I can't. Once you realize that actually I can do a lot of stuff if I just work for it and, and take it step by step and pro, like it's a process and I figure out how to do it then you know sky sort of becomes the limit like I, I know it sounds really really cliche but I don't know do you, feel, do you feel the same about that yeah like I'd say all the stuff that stands in your way other than probably your nerves which are always going to mm-hmm. be around a bit and I, I guess nerves are a great thing really because they show how focused and determined yeah. and everything you are to get on with the job but it's you know it's being able to control them but once you get rid of all of these other stories and they are stories that are in your head then you feel like nothing stands in your way yeah. you know it's it's not it's not a huge barrier anymore it's yeah like you have to put in the work though it's um, in your training in your mindset it's um, I guess it's that whole thing that everything becomes you think everything becomes achievable and everything is a, is a positive experience yeah. yeah rather than rocking up to competition thinking negative things before you start you know what if it stops what what if I can't see my distance what if I run out at the skinny what if it doesn't go in the water like you've already created all these negative what if scenarios before before you even start mm-hmm. switch it around that's what you always say make it what do you want instead of focusing on what you don't want focus on what you do want and yeah. I guess that's where visualization comes in not just going around your fences but actually that you know if you close your eyes for a minute and visualize as you say turning and you know yeah like turning on your outside rain and sitting up in the middle of your distances mm-hmm. and making your turns m- make it real like make it make it real life yeah yeah I think that that you know if someone would take something from this like just that one thing focus on what you want rather than what you don't want um just that simple shift it can can make a huge difference 100 one other one other thing I think is really useful is well, there's lots of useful stuff, but is the future pacing exercise that we do. So mm-hmm. you get your someday goal and you visualize that you've already done it. But then yeah. not just that, you ask lots of questions about how does that person feel? How do they think? How do they act? What can you see? What can you smell? And it makes yeah. it it makes it all so, so real. And mm-hmm. when you when you did that exercise, I'd finished my cross country at Blair and I could see myself taking my tack off and putting my ice boots on and washing my horse off and walking back. And it, it makes it really real. Mm-hmm. And that person, obviously, to get to that point has been the positive person. They've seen yeah. good in every situation. And yeah, that's quite a powerful exercise too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you like that one. Yeah. I, I love those exercises too. I, I feel like some people, if you're open to it, they, they really love them. And then I always feel like there's, a, there's always people who's like, this is, just, this is a whole lot of bullshit, but uh, yeah, no, I hundred percent. I think that's, a, that's another big thing, like being open to it, like being open to um, the experience and, and, and trusting that it's, it's going to help and, and really go for it and work for it. Like you said, you mentioned a few times, like really work hard for it. Cause that's something I feel like you've really stuck out in the group. You've worked so hard for it. You're taking it so serious. And, and that's why also you've been so successful, I believe in, in, in this whole journey. Yeah. I guess it's the same as it's no different to your, you know, getting your horse fit or going to your dressage lessons or going to your jumping mm-hmm. lessons like you work so hard at that so if this is the missing link which I guess it is in most people's journeys then why why not put the effort and the time into yeah. this bit and you know really try hard because I guess for most people this is this is the bit that's holding them back yeah yeah cool um do you feel like there's something we've missed in there I feel like we covered a lot we talked about a lot <laughs> But was there something that you feel like, you know, you, you definitely wanted to have put out there that you feel like we haven't talked about? I just think that, if, and I've mentioned it before, but if it, it, just do it. Like if you want to do this mindset stuff, just do it. Put yourself out there. Be brave enough to do it. There's a million reasons that you can come up with why, why you shouldn't do it. But actually just try and, try and list out the reasons why you should do it and, and just be brave enough and do it. Because I guess there's hundreds of riders out there that are not achieving their goals or you know, not doing their competitions because they they don't feel they're good enough or they're worried mm-hmm. about what other people think. So I just say if if anyone if anyone's in any doubt, just do it. Just, just do it. don't overthink it. Just just do it. Put yourself out there and yeah. yeah. Join join this amazing group of people who just actually really do want to support you. And as I say, it's a 10 week program and for what you pay for 10 weeks it's what you get out of it is is unbelievable really. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Lorna. Um, that's another reason why I wanted to, you know, I can sit here and talk about this all day and like tell people they should join and should join. But I think it's just so much more powerful coming from you. It's been through, through the experience and uh, you can talk about it from a different perspective. So I really, really appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this. I have, I love follow. I was going to say I've loved following your journey, but I'm going to keep on following your journey. So you're, you're not getting rid of me for sure. I think you're super inspiring. So uh, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thank you for having me and thank you for all the help that you've given me along along my journey and I guess if all the other people that have been in pip that have helped us to get to this point. Yeah, yeah, it's really a community thing for sure. Um, where can people follow your journey? Are you on Instagram? Can people find you there? My Instagram's not great, so Facebook's <laughs> probably probably the <laughs> it's not great, but it's something that I'm working on to get better. Um, <laughs> Uh, Facebook is probably the best place to follow us if anybody and also if anybody has any questions that they would like to ask please feel free to send me a message you know anybody that has any questions about PEP or you know whether they think it'd be right for them yeah just send me a wee message and I'd be more than happy so well I'm sure you pretty much know what I've got out of it now but if there's any wee nickels or anything then please send me a wee message and I'll try my best to help you out super yeah okay so we'll put uh, just a link to your facebook and your instagram yeah. in the in the show notes yeah. just uh, lorna hogart but uh, yeah okay super is there any like sponsors or someone when they want to mention they want to give a shout out well i guess i better say thank you to my husband for working so hard <laughs> to support us on our journey and we actually we have our own stable uh, kind of fabricating and building business so which is called Sierra Questions, if anyone wanted to have a wee look. But yeah, we work really hard to keep growing our business. And obviously it funds a lot of what I do. So mm-hmm. that inspires us to keep, to keep growing. And yeah. You're sponsoring yourself. Yeah, sponsoring myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the CLA Equestrian UK, is that where you can, yeah. people can yeah. find that? Yeah, Equestrian. Yeah, CLA yeah. Equestrian. That's also on Instagram, right? It is, yes. Thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, cool um i think that's uh, that's it then uh, obviously if someone is listening to this and you feel like you're connecting with lorna's message i would encourage you to go and show sign up for the waitlist so you can find the link obviously also to that in the in the show notes and something i'm also really excited about that i wanted to talk about quickly is that i've decided that we're going to do an open door pep talk so pep talks are our uh, weekly group coaching calls that we do every tuesday and just to get a people even more of a feeling what it's like to be being pep uh, i've decided we're going to open it up so lorna is going to be in there there's going to be a lot of other pep members in there we do a normal pep talk but uh, it's also going to be open to other people and if you want to join in on that you can go to um, mindic.eu slash open door and i'm also going to put the link in there so you can register for uh, for joining in on one of our pep talks all good all good thank you very much thank you lorna 